time has come to relieve that pain, which will be better for me, but not so enjoyable for all of you. The Pain Clinic Pro Wrestling Talk Show. Can you feel the pain? Good morning, wrestling fans. Welcome. I hope that worked. The Pain Clinic for February 17th. Holidays today. It's Random Acts of Kindness Day. And it's Spice Up Your Life Day. So you can mix those together and spice up your life with random acts of kindness. Uh, Wow. Welcome to the show. We are all here. I'm super, super, super excited. Birthdays today, though, before we get too far. AEW producer and former guest on the show, Jimmy Jacobs, is 40 years old. The Pain Clinic's brought to you by Salvatore's Old Fashioned Pizzeria, Palmer's Food Service, and Don't Delight Empire at Culver. Uh, Hey, interested in roller derby? Want to be a skater? Officiate? Rock City Roller Derby needs you. Contact recruitment at rockderbyrecruitment at gmail.com and join Rock City Roller Derby if you're into the men's team. Flower City Fear, F-L-O-U-R, flowercityfear.com. March 23rd, Main Street Armory, their first game of the season. I will be there. We'll have a great time. Come join us. There's going to be two junior games as well, three games all for the price of an entrance fee to get in there. So write that down in your calendars, March 23rd. Hey, I'm the Cashman, your humble host. I'm joined by D.C. Dan Cole from North Carolina. D.C., how goes it? Good morning. Good morning. Sorry. Uh, And my condolences uh, for your 49ers. What can you do? They, they, they played good enough to win. I'll say that. Uh, we're also joined by Dan. I could have Mo- done without the fluky stuff. You know, punt off the ankle. Dre blowing out his Achilles by running out onto the field. Oh, that was weird. Yeah, especially because they had a great shot from behind. Like, they knew it was going to happen, you know? Uh, right. Yeah, it was bizarre. Uh, we're also joined by Danger Boy from Gates, New York. Parts unknown. What's up, Danger? Uh, same old day. Same old, same old. At least... Uh, bitter showed up finally, but yeah, I know it's like, supposed to last. It's a whiteout. I'm looking out my window now. It's so bright outside. And uh, Rob Sanderson, the artiste, all four of us in the in the house today. We are here to talk some good stuff. We got some pro wrestling talk. How are you doing, Rob? Except you're muted. Good morning. Ah, Half of me are. is here. Right. Um, there you are. Yeah, uh, I'm not thrilled about that weather out there. That is potentially going to impact some plans for today. So. <laughs> yeah, I think so. We'll for see. Me, for me, hopefully, too. it uh, the next hour it just uh, kind of magically Melts. disappears. <laughs> yeah, it's going to impact some uh, plans and sore muscles for me later today. Uh, but uh, so some of the things I want to talk about, I'll just give you a little rundown real quick of what we're going to go through. We're going to talk about uh, the TNA talent letter that happened this past week. Uh, did did Jeff Hardy's head explode last night on Rampage? And uh, Rock joins the Bloodline. Uh, amongst other things, there's lots of news going on. Um, let's start off, uh, you know, uh, we've talked a lot of WWE recently, so let's talk about AEW. And uh, um, last night, I don't know, I mean, uh, I, know this, I don't like to talk about people getting injured, but we were uh, they're on Rampage, and they actually showed the match, which I was really surprised. I mean, completely edited like crazy, though. But uh, um, Jeff Hardy got landed on by Sammy Guevara's knee into his head uh, as he was coming off the top rope, um, very scary situation. Uh, I know that uh, he broke his nose. I'm not sure. I know he didn't get a concussion, so that's a good thing, you know, for Jeff Hardy. He's had enough of those already. Yeah, neither did Matt the last time when he landed on his head either. There was no concussion there whatsoever. Nothing to see here. Yeah, well, the amazing thing is I've seen the, uh, the like, uh, Matt Hardy come out and, um, you know, and there was a lot of stuff that happened before the actual end of that match. Uh, and then, then they kind of like, they did a great job editing it right to the end of the match, uh, after that it happened, but a scary situation, Rob, what'd you think? I mean, Sammy Guevara, is he getting like a reputation for hurting people? Um, I'm, 
honestly, I watched it a few times and I, this isn't going to be popular, but uh, I put some of the blame on Jeff Hardy, unfortunately. Um, it's a, it's an unfortunate thing that happens. Shooting star presses are never the most reliable or safe thing to do in general. Like those are tough to nail with pinpoint accuracy. You would hope that what that they would always go well. They don't. Um, but Jeff got his knees up to block it. Jeff did not get his arm up whatsoever to block it. If he had just had his arm up slightly there, it would have prevented the knee from hitting him in the face. So um I you can blame Sammy for that. I, I certainly think you know it's fair to say that he's got the majority of the blame on that, but when you notice people take moves like that, they don't normally just lay there with their head exposed and just hope for the best. So um, it sucks. And and obviously, like, I don't know what these creative plans are that they're doing with Jeff Hardy right now. The whole thing has been really weird. Um, and I don't know if we really need the Hardys on TV in general, but they've been doing this whole losing streak thing. And I don't know. Well, who knows how long he's going to be out here. I don't understand, though, how people are saying, like, he got knocked out, but he didn't get a concussion. I'm not a doctor, but like, if yeah. did either he didn't get knocked out, or he would have a concussion. I don't, uh, I'm not sure if he was knocked out because he apparently he did get right up after it and was walking around wobbly. Well, yeah, because yeah. he got up and then like Sammy reversed uh, whatever it was, and then into the GTH and like they went home. Like it was a very awkward transition because technically Jeff blocked the shooting star and then like he was going to go on offense but then Sammy reversed it into the finish but like that doesn't all make sense logically that that would have been the plan for the rest of the match or else like why wouldn't you just hit the shooting star and pin or Jeff would have to go back on offense which he didn't really but he at least he popped up like so but, I mean, that could be adrenaline in those situations. I will say that Matt Hardy did get into the ring, and there was an edit out of there, complete edit, because you could see all of a sudden there's this huge blood stain in the middle of the ring um, right before the finish. But I know Matt Hardy got in there and, you know, just check on his brother, because, I mean, if you saw that, and they showed the replay. No, he, yeah. he was doing he was doing more than checking on his brother if you saw the footage from fans that were there. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, he was upset. Uh, and uh, But he... Um, and that was completely edited out. So, yeah, I mean, I give them a lot of credit. They had it, you know, it was, uh, but they did show the replay on TV too as well. So um, obviously he must be okay. You know, for, I would think, okay. If they showed that replay, you know, uh, especially after the, after, you know, they knew what happened, you know, the, uh, and it was a delay in the match a little bit there. And then, uh, and then it was, a, then they cut right to the finish and which was good because I was confused. I was like, they showed the replay. And then all of a sudden you see Sammy holding Jeff up to do the finisher. And it's like, Okay, so they, they you know, uh, I mean, obviously there was a scare there and everything. And I don't like, you know, I don't ever want to see people get hurt or anything. It just happens sometimes, you know. Remember, Billy Kidman got banned from using the Shooting Star Press in WWE. Uh, I, you know, I mean, because not, and it wasn't his fault. It was the people who were taking it were doing it wrong, you know. Uh, okay. There was times he wasn't getting around and getting caught in the ropes and all sorts. There's a whole wheel of him completely not getting all the way around or, or getting stuck in the ropes. When he and then there's that time the... Brock Lesnar tried to do one at WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, yeah, landed on his head. Yeah. You can find OVW footage where he does it clean, too. Well, yeah. I, I'm, he had to have done it clean if he was going to try. He wasn't going to try something new at WrestleMania, you know? He just, he had hurt out way too far. He had to go halfway across the ring. You're correct. And so he tried, so he was a little bit lower trajectory in his spin. And uh... so he tried to break his neck instead. Yeah, I mean, I know he was out for a little bit after that, you know? I mean, even though he won the title. <laughs> But yeah, so I, I it was I, I thought that they would have I was curious how they were going to do it since it was taped on Wednesday night, how they were gonna do it on last night's show. And it was fairly seamless. If you didn't know what happened or saw any of the fan footage on it, because uh there was enough of that out on the Twitter world or X world or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know. Uh, so it was a Valentine's Day night that Jeff Hardy uh, broke his nose, we'll say, you know, and it it was uh, it was not it wasn't lovely, but uh, you know, I, and, and I saw Sammy posted a bunch of pictures of him and Jeff when he was a little kid and stuff, and how he looked up to him and everything. And obviously, there's no malice done in that. It's just something that happened, you know, much like uh, much like uh, Charlotte, you know, blowing her knee out. That was just it. Just happened, you know. 
unfortunately. And Shotzi now, and I mean, I think we're we're getting back into another one of these little runs of unfortunate injuries happening all at the same time. But I I didn't even see I didn't see NXT. Don't try this at home. Yeah, I didn't see NXT, but I know yeah, Shotzi. Uh, uh, Shotzi's was for the taping too. It wasn't even this week's NXT. Yeah, and Shotzi, of course, was going to be part of the women's elimination chamber match that would it's going on a week from today. Actually, it'd probably be on about now. And actually, she was, a, she was in a qualifier. She okay. wasn't in the match. She's in a qualifier, but she wanted to go on to the match. I she I heard I saw some reports, so I'm, I'm guessing she would have. But uh, uh, maybe uh, based on who took her spot, no, I don't think she was going to. Oh, okay, well, I mean, maybe she was just playing up the part then when uh, I said by yeah. comment commenting on it, but. Uh, yeah, too much of these injuries lately. It's just scary when that happens, you know. It's like, uh, and you know, like I said, there was, you know, it was a seamless match up until that point. I mean, there really was some hard hitting stuff, but a lot of people are thinking Jeff Hardy maybe should retire. I mean, it wasn't, you know, and, and you know, I don't know. I don't know what to say. You know, it's like uh, when you wrestle for whatever it is, twenty some odd years, like he has, you know, um, I'm thirty, sure, thirty, yeah, a long time. I mean, since they were teens. Uh... Yeah, he was. There's footage of him doing jobs on WWE TV in 1994. Yeah, was he yep. like 17 or something? You know, something like that. 16, 16 I, I believe. 16. So, I mean, I love Jeff Hardy. Don't get me wrong. He's had a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of controversy about his career this whole time. But a lot of people have also been saying, "Hey, maybe Sting shouldn't be the only one going out in a month." You know, um, and well, I mean, that's a bigger conversation that like AEW is continuing to sign people. And they're not like everybody's being lost in the shuffle right now. Like it, I, I will, they're doing a good job of building up this pay-per-view for March 3rd, a much better that job than they've done for building up a pay-per-view in a very long time. Um, that being said, there are so many dozens or what feels like hundreds of people that aren't part of that card that you forget are even with the company. And so some of these people like, might need to get one last angle and be out or whatever the case is. I mean, I, I just don't, I don't know if there's a desire from the fan base for one more Hardy's run at this point. There might be, um, you know, I, they're one of my favorite tag teams of all time, but right now, uh, I mean, they're lost in the shuffle and I don't know if I would pick them to be the next ones to get a spot if we could open up some time by, I don't know, taking away some John Moxley matches and promos or something. Well, I mean, we've had two new, two nights in a row this past week of Orange Cassidy main eventing both shows, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, and I mean, and they actually had good numbers, you know, I mean, they had like their best numbers in a while for, uh, I think it was collision last week as well as uh this week's dynamite it was rampage last week it was rampage okay rampage i know that rampage was... drew almost the same numbers as collision wow that's pretty impressive you know it's like and and, and you know it's more you make it makes you wonder you know what they they seem to do that a lot with a lot of their talent they'll 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 like force them down your throat for about three or four straight weeks and then they'll disappear you know that's with and, everybody yeah 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 I, almost everybody on the roster and i i don't understand why that's still the way that it's being booked when you have this, when you have over a hundred people on your roster, stop putting anybody on multiple shows in one week, in one calendar week. There's no reason for it. I don't care if it's my favorite wrestler of all time. Don't do it. Like you, you have to spread it out more or you got to trim down your roster or yeah. both. And I've seen people, probably both people this week have been, thinking that AEW is losing their own momentum they've had and that they think that I've seen a lot of talk about that. And I, I don't know if it's just because uh, that that stuff like that, or is it because it's WrestleMania season in WWE and the, the focus kind of gets put on WWE more than if it, I, for, for a wrestling company. I, I think it more goes towards that. There was serious issues with attendance at a lot of these little shows where they, I mean, when the crowd is blacked out, there's usually a reason. Yeah. And they, they run some bigger arenas and they're putting successfully maybe 4,000 in a 20,000 seat arena. And you turn over the channel and WWE's got, they had a sellout last night in Salt Lake. So you see stuff like that. And the rumor is that there's people backstage who are like, Tony's just going along and saying everything's fine, everything's perfect, but it obviously isn't. You're selling out your big shows, yes. You got, you know, Sting, Greensboro's going to be gangbusters, and they're putting on a hell of a show for the people. 
and London's going to be great again. But you're running these other rinky-dink towns where you're barely drawing 2,000 people. So it's it can be demoralizing. I, the same thing happened at WWE a few years ago when there was, not before the pandemic, when no one was going because it was stupid. Yeah. I agree. I you know, and the thing too. No, is there's it, a lot of tough decisions in that. The, the, I mean, the, the, and and also like with the, there's a lot of B towns or C towns that they've been running recently and have upcoming on the schedule, and I think some of that is like, you know, they should explore running some smaller arenas. I would much rather see them run a full small arena than a half full or less big arena. Um, but th I think there is a little bit to it in terms of like still trying to, there, there's still plenty of people that don't know what AEW is or they have, they haven't watched it yet or given it a chance yet or whatever that I think there's, there's some kind of investment in, you know, running shows in, uh, West Virginia or Shreveport or these places or whatever to try to like build up in every town. So every town knows what your product is and stuff as a young company, but, um, there's questionable decisions in a lot of that. And I think it doesn't help either that like you've got a lot of shows that are like the Saturday shows are just, it's not a good situation in a lot of ways. And and it's going to mean worse ratings or in tonight's case being preempted completely or being completely not on the air this week. Yeah. Um, like there, there's stuff like that where it's just, if you could just run the shows that are where the important shows, maybe it would give a better look overall than having these, tiny crowds they've had some they've had some much better ones recently um mixed in but then there's still ones that are just embarrassing do you think that that they grew too fast you know because i mean if they didn't have collision every week uh we just get like one stop a week and it would be i don't know i you know i i'm not saying that it's a better thing i, I think that with some of the towns they went back too soon i think that was a, a big issue and i think they've got to do better about picking and choosing who runs after where because Phoenix was a really good crowd. And then they ran garbage right afterwards where you could only see three rows of people because there may have been five and they didn't know what was going on. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's a lot of trial and error at this point with that. And I think a lot of it has to do with competition and markets and stuff like that. But I, I think one of the biggest things that it seems like might be getting a little bit better, but has a lot of work to do is you got to get those ticket prices down. I mean, the, the amount, the amount they're charging in some of these towns for tickets for a product that people, a lot of these people you're trying to get to buy tickets probably aren't the people that are watching every single week. Uh, they just see wrestling's coming to town and then they look at the ticket prices and they're like, no, um, I, I mean, you can't, if you're only filling 30, 40, 50, 60% of arena, you can't charge that much for tickets. And why not try to get more people in the door and get your money that way than get a lot of money from a little amount of people? Yeah, take, I, I, take it from WWE. They used to paper the place the day of the show. If they didn't have, like, if they wanted more people in there, they would go to, like, all the children's homes and stuff and they would just give them the radio free, stations radio station they give free tickets and the last day mm -hmm. so that it would fill out the place i have a feeling that AEW probably doesn't set the ticket prices it's probably the arena based and they probably are like paid shows based on you know our, I, uh, I don't know i i think they have the ability in a lot of these places because you're paying a, yeah. like a you're paying a rent for the day um and and you can kind of set that and a lot of them i mean it's the same type of thing like I don't know if it was necessary, but like the last WWE house show here, like they did a lot of like buy one, get one free deals and stuff like that. And that's not even a televised show. So yeah, like, yeah. do they really care that much in terms of how many people they're getting in, in, but, but they do those offers and they work. Um, and I just, I, I don't know. It, it's, um, it makes me question like that kind of a business decision. I mean, I can say like, I've, I've worked for a hockey team that, refused absolutely flat out refused to give out free tickets to anybody for anything and then you'd have smaller attendance in there and then somebody comes and they spend money on a ticket and they come to the game and they're like why is this like empty or so like i don't need to buy tickets in advance i don't like there's no urgency there's no thought of like oh this game might sell out i better get my tickets now like all that kind of stuff and then the atmosphere is kind of like eh because it's empty and stuff like that you got other teams the paper like crazy yeah. 
and then it's a fun atmosphere. You think I better get my tickets now because it's going to sell out. There's that that sense of like, like right now when AEW tickets go on sale, there's not that many people that are like, oh, I better buy them immediately. <laughs> like you don't have a feeling like it's going to sell out within minutes. Where there were times in wrestling where you definitely felt that way. No, you're right. And I'm thinking when you think of teams, I think of the Rochester Rhinos. I mean, they were they when they were playing in Frontier Field, they were giving away two to five thousand tickets every game to people. You know, it's yeah. like, and I mean, there's so much that goes into that too because you got to factor in like if it's a sports team that, like, if they own the arena or stadium or not or whatever, are they getting money from merchandise, concessions, parking, all that kind of stuff that factors in where sometimes there's much more of a reason to get people in the door than others. If you're a company that's coming into town and literally the only thing you're getting money from is ticket sales, then you don't care about any of those other aspects of oh, it. Oh, no, you are correct, and, yeah. And you want to get your money from your diehards, but they're just, some of these ticket prices are are insane. And the main thing that I look at is uh, the Arthur Ashe Stadium shows, how the ticket prices went up on that over the years and the attendance went down over the years. Like, fill the place. Yep. Make that like an awesome show and people are going to want to go. Yeah. Like you don't need to try to get every little penny out of these people when you're a company that quite honestly, you're too, you're too young of a company and you're owned by somebody who has enough money that like you need to worry more about getting people in the building than like I, none of these fans care. Like, oh, we had our best ticket gate. The amount that these companies talk about like AEW and WWE, like the amount they talk about like, oh, we're record setting gate and stuff. As a wrestling fan, I don't give a crap. Is the show good? Is the atmosphere good? Stuff like that. Like, that's what I want to hear about. Like, you can sit in your boardrooms and be happy about the money you're making, but that doesn't impact me as a viewer or somebody who wants to go to a show or not. I don't care about that stuff. But that's all we hear about is, like, the ratings and the ticket sales and stuff. Like, I don't care. Like, ooh, a company I like sold, like, another million dollars and had their best like financial visit ever to this arena. Okay. Was the show good? Were the people there? Do I want to go next time? Like I, I, some of the things that they focus on, I just don't understand. Yeah. I, and I agree. You know, just, just pull up Paul Levesque and say, you choose to focus on the positive thing. Yeah. There you go. Don't <laughs> answer the questions. Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, it does, it does make sense for WWE to focus on the, the money thing. Cause they are publicly traded. So they do have to try to, sell some no. stock every once in a while but that's not something other than like going to uh to Wembley Tony really shouldn't be talking about it I mean he doesn't disclose anything else why is he gonna disclose this for once he won't do like, it I, just, I bet you he doesn't do it this year next week I bet you he doesn't do just it this, the- he doesn't do it this year <laughs> I bet you they I bet you they don't get anywhere near this year I mean that was you know just uh a, I think a fluke. We'll see. I guess we'll see. I'm not going to bet anything, but I will say that. I don't, I mean, I, I think they're going to do a very respectable amount there, but I don't agree with them coming back, like announcing a return during the original one. Like you don't need to run the same thing every year, even because it's not like, it's not like a town gets WrestleMania every single year. Um, And maybe that's going back too soon already. But the don't, ambition of don't some forget of these using a special announcement to announce the tickets on sale. As well. I was, oh, was going to say he did. At least he did it the same day as the show. He didn't do wait till like this one for Boston this last week. You know, um, uh, you know at that the, we don't need to. Those are kind of special announcements we care about. You know, to be honest with you, you know, on sale dates. Woohoo! You know what? WWE has like forty dates on sale right now. You know, it's like if they went and like did a special announcement for every single one. You would be killing the business, you know. Uh, it's it's really, and I and I agree. And you know the thing too is if you gave away free tickets, you know, or if you made them less, you're still making money on merch, you know. That's another thing. Is like I know that like like I mentioned the rhinos a while ago. They used to make money on concessions, you know, and also and on merch sold. And and even if they gave the tickets away, you know, they were still getting some money. You know, and if you give them to kids, they got to bring their parents, like you know. So that's why we're mm-hmm. saying. Give kids. Oh, so many minor league baseball teams. I mean, like, you just want to keep get people in the park, and then they're going to buy hot dogs and all that stuff. And and it, in a lot of those situations, those type of teams are getting the profits from that. So it's almost like they're a restaurant more than a team <laughs> because that's where they're getting their money. And like, great, like, however you need to get it. Um, the, ironically, there was just a ticket update for All In from WrestleTix twenty minutes ago. Uh, Currents. Tickets distributed thirty nine thousand one hundred ninety. 
which I th I still think is really good oh, yeah. this far in advance. I mean, I can say for me personally, I absolutely hate, and this is just me, I hate buying tickets far in advance. And I hate when there's like an event that I'm going to want to go to and the tickets go on sale a year out. Um, so many things can change. You could move. Like the stadium could have, uh, there's so many things that could happen that like, I just like, Bubble if I, if I want to go to that show, I'm not looking for tickets personally for me until the week out, which is stupid. And I don't encourage anybody to do that. But like, sometimes you get really good deals at the last minute. Sometimes you got to pay a lot at the remember, last minute, whatever. Remember the good old but there's days. There's probably a lot of people that are going to that show that haven't thought about buying tickets yet as much as Tony has tried to get them to remember, think about it. Remember the good old days of camping out for on sale dates here in Rochester? You know, oh, that was awful. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, we were lining up, doing at, it once. lining up at Grease Ridge Mall to get inside to Kaufman's to go up to the ticket desk. I would go down. Big time. They, they could do that <laughs> at Marketplace Mall as well. But I would go down to the ones at the Blue Cross Arena. I remember bringing Tim Hortons to them uh, one time and some coffee. Yeah, it was like that was the worst. Yeah, I waited overnight for 18 hours in the snow to get 200 level tickets for Raw when the one time Raw came here. Oh, well, yeah, that there was a, that, I remember, you know, it's like, and the dudes would like, you know, Hey, you guys do that radio show. We'll get you some front rows. And then I actually took them up on it. And then they just complained that I, you know, you didn't have to wait out here love to get them. It's like, you don't got to complain to me, sir. You know, you offered, but uh, you know, yeah, that was a long time ago. Those were the days when people, there was a much bigger need, I think, but yeah, those crazy days. I remember the house guitars too. You could line up out there as well. well you, you didn't really have online Ticketmaster that well not that many people were just going online and buying tickets that was what the frustrating part was when you could when people would still wait out online and or out in line and then complain that the people online got tickets faster than them yeah it's like well then who's the dummy who waited outside yeah WWE at least back in those days you could get physical ticket stubs i miss those yes. days that's true and then back then you uh if you were part of the club or whatever part of wwe.com you'd get a pre-sale two days before those even though those guys were out there camping still and it's like dudes it's got to be part of their club and they're going to give you you know and that was the days of ticketron okay and i know Andrew, the authority, Joseph, would have given me some grief just by mentioning that company because it kind of merged into Ticketmaster eventually. But, uh, yes. were, yeah, there was. But, yeah, so those are the, the good old days. And, yeah, like I did that for Star Wars or one of the Star Wars movies. And I, you know, uh, I did not have, um, uh, what was this, a triumph, the insult dog come by me and tell me I, I was never going to see uh, women's genitalia ever again in my life. But, uh, uh, and if you've ever seen that clip, it's the funniest thing on the planet, but, uh, uh, nevertheless, yeah, that, uh, those were the days and now it's like, and you know what, the only bad thing about not buying tickets until the last minute or is because you weren't, you're not going to get anything close, you know I mean? If you need something close, you can, yeah. if you wait, I always look out. Yeah. you can get like, you can go online the day of the concert or something and get tickets real close, usually cheaper than you would see them two weeks beforehand. Because people at that point are just trying to offload them. Yeah, I mean, there's been there's been concerts that I've waited until the day of, and instead of if I had bought them with everybody else, I would have paid sixty bucks, and instead I paid three dollars the day <laughs> of. But but it's a risk. You're playing a game yeah. when you do that kind of stuff. So it's I do that with flights a lot, and that's not always the best decision. But sometimes it works. I just I just booked a flight yesterday to Vegas, uh, and I had so many points on my Southwest card that it cost me eleven dollars a round trip. So uh, why not? The main thing that people, <laughs> some of my friends, stressed out so much about, and I didn't care. One of my trips overseas to a concert festival, um, I was already in Europe without a flight home back yet. I, I booked the flight a one way there, like a day or two in advance. I was already in England the morning of the festival didn't have a ticket to it yet but it, it was gonna work out it was fine and it did yeah but like is anybody else that even like thought of like you're gonna travel halfway around the world and not even have a ticket for what you're going to are you crazy are you insane like what if you can't get in it works out say i have it a deep i have Calm a deep down. credit line okay we'll just say that <laughs> you know and there's always stuff that goes on last minute but like that time i saw yeah taking back sunday and coheed and cambria and the story so far for three dollars in chicago and like i said i was like okay I, i'm glad you guys all paid 60 bucks plus fees but i don't know that that's the type of thing that maybe some aw prices need to go down the week yeah. of the show 
That probably wouldn't be a bad idea. And then, people know, in the building. I know that they always open up production seats too, like the, the you know the last minute before a show. I mean, usually it's the day of or the day before after they set up their set and everything, you know. But speaking of sets, I, I did you see Tony teased they're going to have a new one after Revolution? Uh, Happy so, about that. Yeah. So I just I, I don't I I mean it's such a small thing in comparison to everything else, but like I I don't like the look of. AEW's like set and stuff now. There it's it's way too WWE like and it's way too many screens. We don't need video screens on the barricades and on the ring aprons and on the like it's just too much. Like I I miss the the tunnels and the guardrails and actual ring skirts and stuff. I don't know. I would agree. I would agree. So uh Wow, we just kind of went from one topic to Jeff Hardy to talking a about... A lot of reminiscing on the show today. Big time, yeah. big yes. time. I think about that a lot when I'm trapped in the house for a few days because of snowstorms. We're, we're showing our age as well, talking about going to Kaufman's to pick hey, up tickets. I, I, you should read the, the chat going on. These guys are all like, yeah, I remember that. That's cool. And then thank you, Bart. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Stop over to Brad's uh, Cookie Nook or... <laughs> yeah. The, the days of $3 Cinnamon roll. ticket fees. Cindy Cinnamon Rolls, Three. yes. Three dollars ticket fees. Those were that was the bomb, and we Not hated them then. 50, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Why we, I, would, I would die to go back to that. You're like, yeah. I, I could go in the day of the show and not get any ticket fees. You know, paying price at the door. You know, and yeah. It was always uh, my comparison, but now they're ridiculous. So let's talk a little bit about last night's SmackDown as we're into it. I do want to talk about TNA's letter to the owners of Anthem. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But the last night, if you watched SmackDown, they were – and it's funny you brought up the thing about uh, record crowds and everything. The Rock obviously came out with uh, the – I know there was a whole show before the end of the show, but I'm going to talk about The Rock and the Bloodline coming out together and Rock, you know, you know, Rock furthering his – his uh, d- d- uh, his salt go uh, furthering his path to the dark side. We'll say he uh, uh, he uh, you know, but he did come out and say that they had the biggest crowd ever in the history of that. Uh, what was it Salt Lake City uh, Event Center or whatever it was? He was cool. he was he was bragging about that and everything, and then completely started to rip on the crowd. Um, and and they don't they they were it was kind of a it was weird because I didn't think the people knew what to do they wanted to cheer the rock but the rock kept saying you know cheer me you you know you followers you minions and and they kept cheering him though but it's like uh, it was interesting but he did like in the very end he did hook up with the bloodline and they all kind of he even pointed up with everybody else and did you did you notice the imagery he did though when he was talking to Cody he said he said Cody took a pause looked right at Roman Reigns. And goes, I'm going to make sure you lose at WrestleMania. I'm going to do everything in my. Yeah, so people yeah. are pointing out he's it's, it's already already showing that he's going to turn on Roman. Yeah, well, there's two nights of WrestleMania. There still could be a Roman and Rock match. It could be on the first night. You know, no, the the first night's going to be the tag match. Oh, okay. It's going to be Rock and Roman versus Seth and Cody. Seth's going to wrestle twice, probably for the first time since his injury at WrestleMania. You know that's that's a tough pill to swallow. I think for someone who's injured right now. So, yeah, but they're way overplaying the injury. The injury is not anything. Rey Mysterio worked with that injury for three months before having a surgery on it. Yeah, and he's rehabbing it without surgery. So, but uh, and he's almost done. So, so last night. So, what do you think about the Rock? You know, joining the uh, Bloodline. I mean, uh, it, obviously, it had to happen. You know, for for him to. Fully embrace this heel, you know. What you guys think? It's, it, I mean, it was Hollywood rock promo. That's what he did. He he ripped the crowd. He ripped everybody, and that's what everybody kind of wanted to see. So it was a beautiful vest, by the way. He had on uh, <laughs> Versace vest. Yeah. What'd you think, DC? I uh, you know, obviously, it's going to get worse. I think the more we hear from the Rock. Yeah, I mean, with danger, I think this is going to be tear him down from the inside type of thing. But I don't know. I, don't, I have no interest in seeing that tag match or any of those guys performing twice in a two-night main event or, you know, WrestleMania event. I would hope that they don't wrestle more than once that weekend and that, like, maybe that is something that they could hold off until WrestleMania, WrestleMania backlash or something. Um, I, 
I like that the rock is a heel right now. Um, I kind of hope he does not turn at mania, but I feel like that very well could happen. Um, the promo was fine. I just, uh, I don't know. There were a couple weird moments to it, like where he said, like, like the strongest, like duo. And then meanwhile, like Jimmy and solo are standing there like, Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> um, and, uh, I don't know i mean i still want to hear like other people in that group talk and have it not just be the rock but this doesn't seem like it's going to be a super long-term thing um hopefully hopefully it leads to the end of the bloodline because it's something that was so good and it should have should have at least lost the title a year ago if not closed up shop on that stable by SummerSlam or whatever it's gone on too long this is at least some fresh juice for it um but it doesn't need to be long term and i don't, I don't think we're thinking that the rock is going to be around for months and months after mania i thought no. I, I i billy uh our bully ray was on uh busted open and said that at that press conference they did last week that the rock was foremost in front of everybody and everybody else was like his second patsy in there. Romans act like his patsy, like his, you know, not like the leader of the bloodline. And so he was kind of pointing out how he outclassed everybody on the stage. And then uh, he did it again last night. You know, it's like those guys, all, it, they, they all jumped. And I think it's entirely on purpose. I think it's, it's a, there's a lot of things that they are doing production wise to point out things that everybody should be noticing that when they go back to it i also think that we're going to see at mania when cody's you know going to get the win or whatever and roman does the thing he's done where solo comes out and jimmy comes out and whatnot i think you're gonna see callbacks to people that have had that issue before i think you're gonna see Sami Zayn involved i think you're gonna see jay involved you're gonna see all that kind of stuff that he's kind of setting up by talking to certain people along the way i think it's i think the the payoff is going to be good at mania on night two I think that, and also, and that promo The Rock cut this past week, kind of like he was listening to the show last week about how we were talking about Cody finishing the, the story, and he was like, oh, you guys are mad about me finishing the story. And he was like, uh, it was, you know, I mean, not just us. We were just speaking for the people who were booing. So, uh, but I thought it was interesting how he kind of, like, summarized it all, like, the, the past week and how people were feeling about what had happened and everything, and... I think, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't know how long The Rock plans to be around. That's the whole question. If we had, like, a d end date or something, we would know. Then you could kind of figure out if this will last longer than just Mania. But, I mean, I could see him causing Cody to win and then possibly, you know, him and Roman having a feud, which I don't think would be a problem. I think that would be exciting if they, you know, feud. The, the, the only issue is it looks like Roman's taking off after Mania and he's not currently planned to go to france for backlash oh. i forgot that was in france yeah oh that's right that's right because they're, they're going to italy too now i guess while they're over there they're going to have a house show in italy and i'm sorry live event uh well they're doing they're doing berlin the same time they did uh something at the end of the year or end of summer last year they're going to berlin at a different time i wanted to say nowhere near berlin but i don't know if anybody would get that reference so I was going to say, when are they going to Bratislava? Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it, you know, they're, they're, the buildup is getting good. I mean, we've got buildup as well. Like with AEW, we've got a, 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 a pay-per-view in less than two weeks. Next week at this time, we'll be probably reviewing the Elimination Chamber from Perth because it starts at 5 in the morning. Um, I, I, to be honest with you, I probably will get up and watch it just because it, it's going to end about the time the show starts, you know? So it's like, uh, uh, but, uh, I want to do a pain clinic watch along. <laughs> yeah, but if if I, that's a five hour show, that's a problem. No, but I, it, yeah. it, it should be over. It's what I mean. So, but, uh, yeah, pain clinic watch along. I don't think so. We tried to do that with rampage. I think once, I don't know. And I just watched it and didn't say anything. So, uh, but it was, you know, not pros at this or nothing. We try to be at least, but uh, it was, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot going on in the next couple of weeks. And obviously the rock is supposed to be in Perth. I heard. So I, I don't know uh, where he'll come in because really Roman Reigns isn't on that show at all. Uh, and uh, Captain Cody are just doing interviews. They're yeah, just going on the, the Waller effect or whatever. And we've got two elimination chamber matches, which will probably take the a men's chamber is pretty solid. That's a pretty solid lineup for that. 
Yeah, there's still there's still someone from Raw who's got to get added to it. There's still one more. They've spot. got all six. Oh, do they? I, yeah. thought, I thought there was an empty yeah. spot for the women. Later. I'm talking about the women. Oh, the women. Yeah, they have the uh, the open battle royal or the second chance battle royal where everybody thought Jade Cargill was going to win it. Oh, okay. They still don't know. Well, I mean, if you want to if you want to talk about, I guess, news from last night as well. Uh, Jade Cargill was in the uh, the the press the, the box with. Uh, the GM of SmackDown, and as well as um, Ron Breaker, who signed a contract on SmackDown last night to be on SmackDown, so we know where Ron Breaker's going to go. Now, Ron Breaker did also win the tag titles in NXT uh, with uh, Baron Corbin. I hope I hope Baron comes back with them because they are such an entertaining tag team to watch. Yeah, so yeah, but uh, so he's a tag champ. He's also going to be a SmackDown star. Uh, after this past week, um, and he is his first match is on TV next week because they are they've already taped it. Seeing as they can't get from, uh, you know, or anywhere, anywhere in the states, anywhere, to, yeah, anywhere to in the Australia. States. Yeah, they're probably in Australia now. After I mean, not with that attitude, they can't. <laughs> well, who, I mean, listen, Taylor Swift went from Japan to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Well, Hogan said if you cross the date line, you can work 400 days a year. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, mean, I mean, sleep is an option when it comes to doing something like that, I guess. WWE wrestlers all know sleep is an option. You know, if they get a couple hours in, they're lucky, you know, anytime when they're traveling, you know. Uh, but well, At least a lot of them got buses now. Makes it better than back in the day. Oh, yeah. Where they were walking uphill both ways through 10 feet of snow to work these shows they come into rochester and they have to walk across the parking lot into the blue cross arena the only uh, place that does yeah the only for, place for ten dollar payoffs i was gonna say the only place that that doesn't have parking lot underneath the arena so, or anywhere on the arena site so that thank rochester fans are very appreciative of that i will say because they always get to camp out there and get autographs and pictures and everything and you know we've seen them more than a few that's, guys walk by better than going to the airport and waiting for him at least oh yeah oh that's bad no don't do that folks if you do that don't do that you know i mean i just watched a uh, youtube video of all the people all the wrestlers getting mad in the airports and it's like yeah it's not fun you, you know you know i mean they don't they get hounded in every direction i'm sure on the planes they get hounded as well so okay let's move on to the next topic i think we beat that one to death let's talk about uh, the the letter to tna from the wrestlers this past week uh, and it was basically saying, Hey, you just fired the heart and soul of this company. What, what's going on? We want them back, you know, la, la, la. I don't think it'll make much of a difference. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's not like Anthem is, is, is super, you know, rich. I mean, they're trying to run a wrestling company on a budget. Um, and I think that was some of the problems that, uh, that we had with Mr. Demore is, uh, budget things, you know, paying for wrestlers, paying for him. And so, but they, it was a, it was a wonderfully written scripted letter from the locker room of TNA to the owners saying we want him back. And, uh, it really, you know, and a lot of people have seen it and, uh, I don't, I mean, what do you think? Does that, do you think there's any chance that that would be able to inspire them to bring Scott Demore back? Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Rob? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I the whole thing is interesting because it's certainly getting attention. And, you know, there were some people that apparently were not thrilled or like didn't theoretically like sign the letter or weren't a part of it and stuff. But, um, you know, it's it's a good attempt. Uh, there's no way that Anthem isn't noticing this. And um, I mean, now, you know, another week later and still every social media post is flooded with comments just about Scott Demore and we want Scott and bring Scott back and all that stuff. So, um, you know, I don't know if it's going to work, you know, like the we want Cody thing did uh, to make a change. Um, this to me seems like something that might just still be the case. But, uh, you know, I I'm curious to see, you know, what what is scott demore do in terms of like he could just start another company and maybe find a tv deal that's better than being on access um 
I don't know. I, you would think like there's a lot of people that would be willing to jump ship um, when possible on that kind of thing because a lot of people really do, uh, you know, appreciate what he's done and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I just uh, like we talked about last week. Like I, I feel like their momentum is just gone. Like they they all of a sudden were just getting this much better than I ever anticipated momentum from the the name change back and and everything and getting Nemeth in and people are talking about it, the stuff with Trinity, the stuff with Jordan Grace, like yeah. they really had all this momentum and then they shot themselves in the foot. And I don't know if they're going to recover, like if they're going to get back to the way people were feeling about that company a month ago. So um, I hope that things don't stay exactly as they are right now, one way or another. I will say that they are coming off probably their one highest uh, income to pay-per-view uh, in years uh, with this last one they had. Uh, and I think that, you know, I think, and they have one next weekend. They have one, you know, we have another uh, uh, TNA pay-per-view special event, whatever you call it, next weekend based on all the storylines and everything that Scott DeMore was seeing, overseeing, you know, we're still, we still haven't, I, you know, it all depends on who's like the, you know, the, we have a head guy. Yes. We have no idea what his experience in wrestling is and whatnot. He's the Anthem, uh, I think his name was. And it's like, uh, I think that, but who's writing the shows, who's involved in all those. We know Tommy dreamers on the writing crew for TNA, um, <clears throat> which, you know, Tommy's very, you know, obviously with his experience in ECW and WWE that, you know, he's a good person to, you know, have there, but even he, has come out and said he's not taking over Scott Demore's position in that company. He's not going to be, he's, you know, a lot of people were theorizing it might be him who's like going to be running things, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like left, you know, left a lot of people like hanging. Cause they had, like I said, their, their best pay-per-view in a long, 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 long time. Maybe if not ever, I think it was like the highest drawing uh, for them. And uh, it's a shame that, uh, you know, the guy, the, the figurehead behind everything, who's like, you know, heart, it was his heart to bring back TNA and everything, you know, got fired a month after, you know, it happened. So I, you know, I don't know. I danger. You have any thoughts on that? Well, let's see, you know, it, I think it was their best selling pay-per-view in like 15 years is what they said. Yeah. 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 Since, since back in like the Joe angle days, but you know, it's, it's a bad look because they were just getting that momentum and they got to hope that these, it doesn't happen. What's happening over Like what's happening with Stardom, where they had the guy on the outs and he's taken his biggest stars with him. That's why Kyrie Sane came back to WWE is because she knew he wasn't going to be there. And that's why Julia is taking, you know, uh, time until she comes to WWE is because she's going to help him start up a new company. Yeah. So if, if more does that, if more has the backing that was said that he had the money to, to, you know, buy TNA from Anthem, if he's got that and he can negotiate a new TV deal or something like that with somebody and maybe even get better clearance, they could be in trouble and they might not have a wrestling company if people can get out of those contracts. Yeah, you know, and and they just signed a few people to longer deals like Moose. He signed recently to a longer deal. And, they, you know, of course, they've got uh, Nick Nemeth now, you know, uh, you know. Yeah, but I'm sure he's only a short-term deal. I'm sure they can't fully pay him what he could get elsewhere and he's he's just showing up for their tapings and their you know all that stuff yeah yeah and i mean uh and i think nick you know who knows i mean of course we'd love him in aw love him anywhere you know so uh but uh yeah he he you know i don't know you know i well i guess i, I got i keep thinking there's more to the story here you know i mean we're you know you know i heard that when they negotiated out that they could not say uh, that they, I can't remember what it was. They couldn't say he fi they fired him or something. It was like so term the terminology. They wanted, they wanted him to say that it was a mutual parting because yeah. they knew a month ahead of time he was gone and he knew he was going to be gone and he wouldn't go with it. And they originally told everybody it was a mutual parting and then it came out that he got fired and everyone's like, no. why Good would you him, do that? Because a lot of companies try to do that stuff to people yes. over the years and that's, uh, that's just shady business. So, I'm glad he uh, set the record straight. Yeah, that uh, you know, and and who knows? You know, I mean, like I like I said, I don't think this letter will help do anything. But you never know. I mean, I don't. They didn't say they ended on bad terms, but if they obviously didn't agree to how they were going to state how he left, there probably is some bad terms in there. Then, um, you know, uh, but 
we will see. I mean, I, I and Scott Demore, you know, um, you know, I, mean, I mentioned it a few times before. I just can't remember. I can't forget the time we had him on promoting TNA on the pain clinic when we were over at Midtown Plaza still, and we had uh, Jerry's son in the studio with us, and he goes, <laughs> and he's like, "Who the hell is this guy?" He didn't have any idea who he was, and it was like, uh, "Okay, Brian, Brian Lawler." Uh, it's like, you know what? I guess you shouldn't burn bridges if you want to work someplace. That's all I was thinking the whole time because you weren't in WWE when you were kind of hanging out in the studio with us. So, uh, you know, faking out your dad's signature on. He had worked at <laughs> TNA before he came up to the studio. He had been there already. Yeah. And, you know, and Moore was in and out a lot. When he first showed up, he was a talent. He was like, you know, leading Team Canada and everything. And eventually he worked his way into the booking committee. So. It was a long time ago, though, so let's move on to the news before we get out of here. We've got uh, – I haven't really touched on much of it yet. No, we, yeah, we did mention some of this stuff. Uh, this I don't know if this is big news or not. You guys tell me after I read it. According to the Wall Street Journal, Paramount and Comcast are exploring ways to work together in the streaming industry, potentially through a partnership or joint venture. They previously collaborated on Sky Showtime in certain European markets back in 2023. The reason for potentially merging their platforms is to reduce costs and offer a wider selection of live sports to viewers. Paramount Plus boosts channels like MTV and Nickelodeon, while Peacock, owned by NBC Universal, features WWE content, among other offerings. Paramount has been discussing a potential merger with Warner Brothers Discovery. Meanwhile, Fox, Warner Brothers Discovery, and ESPN have revealed plans to create a sports focused streaming platform. What does this mean for streaming WWE it has yet to be determined. The company has already secured, of course, their $5 billion deal with Netflix, which will see Monday night raw airing on their platform starting next year in 2025. Does that mean, does that, I know it may mean a lot with like AEW and negotiations for, you know, uh, net, after their contracts up. Uh, but uh, I don't know in the long run what that means, you know, but if you can't have AEW and WWE in the same platform i'm guessing oh they they'd be different paramounts not with warner brothers warner brothers doesn't currently other than uh hbo plus or max or whatever they're calling it doesn't have a, a streaming platform so this looks like it's almost a direct response to the espn warner brothers collaboration with that's fox right cost, yeah, yeah that's that's apparently not only uh angering the nfl but going to cost a lot more than current streaming services do for all the live sports stuff and then you still have the five second delay or whatever it is based on the internet. But it looks like it's a, a reaction to that. We'll see what happens. But Paramount doesn't currently have anything like that. And it would just mean Peacock would move over, but we don't know what it would do for current subscription prices or anything of the such. So, well, we will see what happens. I mean, this is all tentative and, you know, nothing is written in stone yet, but, uh, see what that means and how that affects our favorite wrestling companies. Um, AEW Collision will not be airing tonight due to the NBA All-Star Weekend. Uh, uh, the, uh, of course, Warner Brothers Discovery may have to make some adjustments for AEW when March Madness starts next month. We don't know about anything right now about that. QT Marshall has returned to AEW. I'm sorry, Marshall. Uh, has returned to AEW. Marshall has returned in an executive position. He will not be wrestling for AEW, but he's free to work for other promotions aside from WWE. Uh, I don't know. If, uh, that is that a surprise? I mean, I know he was in charge of, like, developmental, I think. So uh, I'm not sure what he's coming back as. But uh, he, he's back. He was only gone for, what, a month, I think? We announced he was leaving. So I think he got the reality check he needed. I know he went to WWE and tried to see what he could do with them or if they had any interest, and I don't believe they did. I guess you can't be under contract and actually do that stuff, and, you know, like, you know, shop yourself to other companies. So you're probably right. He probably had an offer and said, I'll leave, and then said, oh, never mind. I'll take that offer, you know. Um, it's just my theory. I'm just guessing. I'm not, I, I'm not sitting there in the, in the room with the contracts. So, but uh, interesting, I thought. Uh, also, let's see. Uh, so we haven't seen Nikita Lyons in a while for NXT. It's revealed that Nikita suffered uh, – last year she, Nikita suffered an ACL injury that took some time off. And there's, I don't know what the injury is. They don't know what the injury is, but she don't expect to see her anytime too soon. Uh, AEW president Tony Khan made an announcement on X Surprise uh, Friday regarding RVD's involvement in an upcoming edition of Collision on Saturday, April 20th. Hmm. 
It remains uncertain what RVD will be doing on the show. The location of the show has not been disclosed. RVD's most recent appearance was on January 31st, Dynamite, where he lost in a hardcore match against Swerve Strickland. RVD on 420. It uh, it seems like to, it's probably a good fit, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, bring in Matt Riddle also, for a one-off fight. Yeah, I know. Have you? Yeah, bring in Matt, you know? <laughs> Why not? Riddle. Bring in Riddle. You know? mm. <laughs> and, and instead of fighting, they're just they're arguing over a bag of Cheetos in the middle of the ring. And there's yeah, or a bong on a, a pole match or something, you know. And, and some funyuns, man. <laughs> Give me some funyuns. I don't think I've ever tried funyuns. Funyuns are awesome. Crazy as that is, they are. They're awesome. They're like onion rings without the stringy part that burns your ch- your face when you pull apart an onion ring. You know, there's nothing in the, the onion. Middle. Yeah, the onion, the actual onion. No, the, the stringy part. <laughs> the stringy part in the middle that, that, that scalds you when it slaps on your chin, you know? I you know, think you're supposed you to get slap because your you wanted onion rings. <laughs> okay. I know. Maybe next time you get onion rings, you might need to ask them for a little instruction manual. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, on to the next one. Another message from Tony Khan on. Um, I mentioned it earlier on uh, Twitter was that he announced that they'll be getting a new set starting uh, the first dynamite immediately after re- March 3rd's revolution pay-per-view. Uh, then he, and he did this on Valentine's day. Then he wished everybody a happy Valentine's day, which leads me to the next story of uh, injured TAW wrestlers. Britt Baker hasn't been on AEW television for the past several months. I think we've done some updates every once in a while in November, Baker tweeted criticizing AEW management, got people talking. She called out the promotion for not giving her promo time this past year. Her last two matches were on September 13th and 16th. Baker has been training very hard for a return. She added that she wasn't believed to be cleared yet, but indications were she she's coming back from an injury. Not even really sure what the injury was, but uh, she will be back soon. Jamie Hayter, another one who's been missing from uh, AEW. Uh, ever since she defended her women's title against Tony Storm at the AEW Double or Nothing event in May. Uh, prior to the match, it was widely known that Hayter was nursing an injury. Reports from a few months ago suggest that Hayter anticipated coming back around February 2024. Well, there is uh, uh, 12 days left in the month, so maybe we'll see uh, Jamie Hayter before the end of the month. Rocky Romero uh, has uh, his eyes behind the scenes in all elite wrestling. The, the, he's got an executive position now. The best friends and Rapungi Vice member has worked closely with AEW as a liaison between AEW and New Japan. Romero helped par- partner a relationship between AEW, New Japan, and CML, CMLL over the past few years. So Rocky Romero now kind of has a desk job with AEW, and we'll probably see him wrestling a bit more. If you're going to watch wrestling this week, uh, this Wednesday, Dynamite, you're going to see John Moxley and Claudio Castronoli versus FTR, which we saw a, pro- a promo last night for. We're also going to get Samoa Joe, Swerve Strickland, and Brian Cage versus Hook, Adam Page, and Rob Van Dam. So Rob Van Dam's making an appearance before 420. He'll be on this, this Wednesday's AEW Dynamite. On Monday Night Raw, I only have one match that's been listed so far, and that's uh, Jay Uso, main event Jay taking on the ring general, Guntha, for the Intercontinental Championship, uh, which sounds like pretty good. Now, SmackDown was taped last night for this week because, like Danger said, they just can't fly. They need sleep, you know, and they need time. So they taped last night's show in Salt Lake City. Uh, and uh, I can tell you what matches will be on. I'm not going to tell you what happened. We've got Liv Morgan versus Tiffany Stratton, which was kind of set up, you know, during the show last week or last night. Uh, Braun Breaker on, on the new contract, taking on Dante Chen in a squash match, as it says. <laughs> I guess you know what happens on that one. Pete Dunne and Tyler Bates versus Dominic Mysterio and J.D. McDonough. Street Profits versus the Authors of Pain and L.A. Knight versus Drew McIntyre. Um, it, you know, uh, a terrible tragedy happened this past week during the Kansas City Chiefs uh, uh, championship parade. And Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Trey Smith helped comfort a frightened child by presenting with a replica WWE championship belt after the after there was a shooting. I didn't mention that, and it took place at the Super Bowl parade. Um, and a lot of people gave him a lot, you know, a lot of uh, kudos for that. And then WWE kind of like, and I didn't realize it, but they they, they certainly uh, are proud of giving the titles out and everything, and finding a way to use it to relieve a kid's anxiety and issues after you know someone decided to open fire at a parade, which is stupid. Just makes people not want to go out anymore, which is sad. 
Uh, WWE issued a press release on Thursday about new digital trading cards. I, you know, <laughs> I don't get it. You know, digital trading cards. Okay. Whatever. So you have them as long you put them on thumb drive or something. I mean, it's like, then you have to have a computer to look at them, but there are the, the Don There's Russ. these things called smartphones now, cash that too, that too. The, yeah. But all you, the rage with the kids, I will tell you, I wrecked my smartphone by putting it in smoke. Store these damn things on my floppy disk. No, I put them in my, I put it in, I, I took my smartphone and I put it in the spokes of my bike. Cause I wanted to make it clack and it ruined my smartphone. Okay. Just telling you that these do not work like regular uh, baseball cards okay but don russ elite brand uh, has launched 100 wwe superstars cards sorry it's a bad joke i was trying to get to that shotzi suffered a d injury during nxt taping on tuesday WWE announced that uh, alba fry of course we saw last night replaced uh and that's sorry fry, okay i wasn't listening when they announced that but uh during the show but alba fry uh, replaced her in the elimination chamber qualifying match against tiffany stratton last night WWE released broadcast team member Matt Camp. Uh, WWE released Camp last week. He's the dude from The Bump. I've never watched The Bump. Have you got, any of you guys ever watched The Bump? I think no. that, uh, that, some like a, an individual segment here and there. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't that what they call a shot of, uh, of cocaine? It's like, man, I need a bump. No? I mean, that's not what I was saying that I've done, but um, no, like there was, when Cody first came in, like he, he went in studio and did a good interview with them and there's been a couple things here and there. Maven did something that was kind of entertaining on there, but uh, yeah, it's not something I was watching daily or weekly or whatever they do with it. Yeah. And so, yeah, whatever this bump is, uh, I I think it's on the same time we are. So that's probably why I've never seen it or even watched the replays or anything. I don't know, but the last piece of news I have is AW revolution. 2024 takes place March 3rd, which uh, is two weeks from today. And we've got a pretty a preliminary, preliminary lineup. Uh, I'll wait till we get the official lineup to go through it. But uh, they did throw out a preliminary lineup this week. Some great matches on there. DC, you're going to have a great time. I am excited by the card that's already set up. Yeah, there's uh, there's some great matches on there. You got to watch. Osprey it. and Takeshita might be my main event. Yeah, yeah. Saying. I can say Osprey's debut and everything. And I thought they were going to maybe they, maybe that's why they were going to. I thought they were going to hold it off until Boston. You know, I mean, you know. There's got to be some big debut in Boston going on, you know, to make it an announcement. I think know? you can figure that one out. Yeah, I, I, I'm not even looking forward the to it. The thing is, they spelled boss with two S's that were dollar signs. Yeah, I know. I'm not even looking forward to that person arriving anyways. It's the Reino it's been Yeah, it's, it's been too. I really want that surprise debut in, in Greensboro. <laughs> I know they're probably going to save it for Boston, but you got to spread those out, right? You can't have those two debuts on the same night. And if we're going to no, have Ad, Adam Cole and, and uh, Brian Danielson, it just one right after another. <laughs> yeah. Having the same day. That's not good. They're going to wrestle each other. I don't know. I, I, you know, it's interesting that uh, I don't know if uh, I don't, and I, this is probably a terrible thing to say, but I don't think the boss is a needle mover and I, you know, but maybe I'm wrong. You know, I mean, it's, she's been gone so long. It's like nobody, you know, it's, you remember who she is, you know? I think there will be immediate uh, reaction, like a week or two, and then they're actually going to have to do something with somebody and not have them fall off the wayside because we've seen this way too much with people that have debuted. I yeah, I would agree. I would agree, and it's like uh, you know, but it's all coming up pretty quick. You know, I'm super excited about that. We also, of course, have GCW coming to Rochester. Tickets are on sale right now, I believe. Right, 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 uh, Rob. Uh, yeah, the they, ones that are left, yeah, yeah they, they they are, uh, there out. are not many left at this point. Um, yeah, I know that more was announced for that uh, this week as well, including Nick Wayne got added um, oh, as yeah. well. So um, is, is, once it, again, it, we talked about like the kind of the uh, the benefit of it being a Sunday um, that you're now going to get like both Nick Wayne and Billy Starks, who would not be there if it was a Saturday because Chris, of is Christian coming because with of him? ROH. Is Christian coming with him? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. No, I just but, wonder. I just wonder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, obviously that's uh, looking forward to that. Um, and yeah, I think uh, I like, I think the reserve seats are like gone or almost all gone. And then there's still some GA, but should be fun. Did, looking, did, like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing a wrestling show in that venue. Yeah. I think that's going to be pretty cool. A friend of mine works as a, a security guard there. So I can imagine. I can't, I can't, it's, it's changed a lot since I remember when I was younger, but it's still a huge place. 
And there's, I don't think that even the GA, if you get upstairs in there, you'll see great the whole time. It'll be a good show. And upstairs, you'd be looking right down at the ring, I'm guessing. You know, it, you know, it's it's going to be a lot of fun, and I can't wait till they come to Rochester. And it's not that far away. I mean, it's the 24th of March, you know, and that's, you know, a month and a week, you know. Uh, so it's Yeah, good. I mean, when you just said Revolution is two weeks away, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming. It's, yeah, it's, you know, March is not that far away. Listen, we got, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day. I know this is kind of silly and everything, but, you know, we, we, we work on Leap Day this year. Do we get an extra day payday? Because it's not there every year when we get paid. Now we got to work an extra day and not get paid for it. Is that how it works? <laughs> it's coming up, though. I'm, I'm hourly, yeah. so I get paid for working that day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to get someone on to talk about that show coming too. We got, you know, like I said, it's a month and a week away. So we got to figure out. Maybe we get Dan Housen to come on. You know, uh, <laughs> probably have to get OKs from uh, AEW. Or I would. I wouldn't mind having. I'd love to have Brad on too. You know, uh, uh, we'll work on that, folks. I, someone mentioned it in the uh, chat room there. So we 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 got you know, we got plenty of time. We it's more of someone else than me. Okay, that's all I can say. You know, it's better for the show. <laughs> But is there anything else we're missing this week uh, that we should talk about? I don't think so, because this is really weird. Like, there's been so many weekends recently, like some Saturdays where it's like, oh, my God, there are so many shows on and so many things I want to see. This, there's nothing this weekend. Like, it's too bad, that I guess, that maybe some of these other companies didn't realize that TNA was or that uh, Collision was going to be off tonight and run instead. Like, I think MLW is running something at 10 o'clock tonight. They should just do 8 o'clock. Um, like I'm not watching the NBA all-star game personally, but, um, I don't know. Like there's so many weeks where it's like, oh, there's TNA and new Japan and AEW and GCW and all of this stuff all together. And then tonight there's like nothing. So yeah, well, we got um, next weekend we got TNA, of course, the pay-per-view, I think it's, uh, and we also have a WWE elimination chamber before we do next week's show. So there's a lot of stuff going on next week and the week after, of course, then being the AEW revolution. So there's, yeah. you know, we got a lot. So it's one week. It's not crammed with something for once, you know, maybe not a bad thing. Definitely not. So on that note, we'll get out of here. We won't do go two hours this week. So I want to thank everybody in the chat room. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you, George. Thank you, Rennie. Thank you. Everybody who's in there making comments that we couldn't do it without you. We wouldn't do it without you. That's for sure. If there was nobody in there, I'd say we're done. Ah, I can't do it anymore. But, uh, you know, I, I say that now, but it's probably not the truth, but nevertheless, because there's been times we didn't have any, you know, when we were, didn't, we weren't, I wasn't following stuff like that. So, but I love see reading the comments and we appreciate everyone who there, uh, George's continuous stream of thought going on as well as Brian being in there, our buddy, Brian, uh, who used to listen to us on the radio, which is pretty cool. Hopefully for you of you guys used to, so we'll get out of here. Thank you so much for being there. Don't forget. You can hear all our old shows on the painclinic.net. Uh, as well as uh, YouTube, or as uh, iTunes, and a bunch of other places, or a bunch of podcast places that steal it off of whatever we put it, and then download it, and we don't get a penny from it. Maybe we'll figure out some way how to make money someday. Right now, we don't. We just volunteer our time, which means I appreciate Danger Boy, DC Dan Cole, and Rob Sanderson, the artiste. I appreciate you guys so much for coming and doing this on your time, and uh, thank you so much. We'll see you next week, uh, same bet time, same and post game show for the Elimination Chamber next week. Same bat channel. See ya.